Welcome to episode 41 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, guys, today, uh, <laughs> this, this is certainly an interesting episode. I recently reconnected with a friend of mine that I had met back in uh, the early days of going to the Ren Fair, Jason Emery, also known as Pretty Boy J, at least to me and my friend group. And so he had said he wanted to have a conversation about black metal. And so we tried to do that, but we had also not been in touch for a very long time. So what was an attempted conversation about black metal turned into a literal seven and a half hour discussion that sometimes involved music and other times involved us just telling each other stories and catching up. So I went through all of the audio uh, that's why the you'll notice that the date on this is like three weeks ago, and I'm just getting it posted now because I had to spend all this time going through audio and, and cutting out anything that wasn't really relevant to the podcast, and I was left with, with two hours of discussion. What we decided to do was we decided to do a separate episode where we exclusively talked about black metal, and so there's a little bit of, of mentions here and there of black metal in here. Uh, I left that in because it typically tied into other stories and other things that we were telling each other, but there will be a whole separate episode with Jay just exclusively about black metal, but uh, for now, you know, just have some fun listening to what we're going to call another Corona Quarantine episode. Just me and Jay bullshitting and talking all kinds of all kinds of music and catching up in the process. Without further ado, here's Jay. What's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny once again here on Skype today. I am joined by my friend Jason Emery, aka Pretty Boy Jay. How's it going, dude? Oh, jeez. I guess that's the yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> were you I'm not pleased? Were, were you not pleased with that introduction? No, that's a fantastic introduction, actually. <laughs> uh, glorious. Let me just uh, crack open my shock top, which I fell in love with at Ren Fair when I was like 22. I so. see. I'm actually. I don't have any sponsors on this show, but one of these days I hope to get some. And, and I've been uh, the la- on the last show and on this show, I will espouse my love of this new brewery in Jersey called Ghost Hawk Brewery. I'm drinking their Cherry Dataline right now. It's one of my favorite fucking beers. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Okay. And it described to me that flavor. Like, what, what's that all about? Like, well, it's a cherry wheat, basically. And so what they did was they have a, they have a wheat beer that's just called Dataline. And then they make another batch of it where they add cherries. They use, as far as I know, they use the same recipe. They use the same you know oh, methodology okay. and everything. But they add the cherry suit, and it's so fucking good, dude. I have not <sighs> had a bad, I, had, I have not had a bad beer from that place yet, dude. I'm like the old school roughneck dude that just likes PBR and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and shock top. Yeah, I'm that I gotta guy. say, I uh, <clears throat> I had so you know you mentioned Ren Fair for everybody that is uh, not privy to who you are. You and I became friends. Jesus Christ, was it 15 years or so ago at the New York Renaissance Fair? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, about 15 years ago, uh, you were you were one of the pirate ship members, I believe, right? You you were you, what what. Well, so we the win? thing was, I never, so we met through, through a mutual friend, uh, you know, who, who goes by most, most people would know as, as horror show Jack. And I wasn't mm-hmm. actually, no, I was always, you know, in that group of people, but I didn't actually officially put the money down and join the privateers guild or the pirate ship officially until guild. There probably, it is. probably three, four I, years ago. So I was oh, always wow, hanging. Oh, no kidding. 
Yeah, so I was always hanging with him and him and Craig and stuff, but I never actually because I think it was, you know, I don't remember what the cost was, but it was it was more than I was willing to spend at the time. And it was like, oh, you know, I finally got the money. Let's do the thing. And then now that Horror Show Jack, he's really busy. He's huge, man. He's huge. He's 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 a he's a badass. He's a badass. So because he's been too busy with his business, his fang making business to go to the Renaissance Fair anymore, his first mate, Craig, took over the ship as captain. And he's yes. been really pushing for more membership and stuff. So we've got, in fact, the guy that was on the, la- the last episode that I did uh, was another member of the ship named Spencer, who I met through the Ren Fair. And I think I was thinking about it before we started recording. I think that as far as music and D&D and stuff, like you got you and Spencer have a yeah. lot in common. You guys, if you guys ever met, I think that you guys would end up being great friends. Dude, I... Actually, quick plug. Currently, I'm a illustrative artist whenever this crazy corona thing ends because illustrative art is a leisure for most people like Patreon, so on and so forth. You know, it, it is what it is. And, and I'm out of a job right now. So right, we right. shall see when it, you know, comes back to normal. However, I have a Facebook page, Epic Level Craft. Then I have an Instagram, which has a very large following of Epic Level Craft. Good stuff. It's terrain for D&D. And also, I'm part of East Coast Nerd Society. I am the dungeon master for Legends of Fantasy. That is a channel that is right now private that will be released once the episodes are up on the channel. It's going to drop. Every episode is like kind of like Critical Role. They're like, you know, three to four hours of pop kind of thing. You know, intro, it's all films. It's going to be probably pretty cool. Probably pretty cool. But yeah, so D&D, yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. When I was talking to Spencer, he was telling me about this D&D campaign that he's helped to crowdfund the Seas of Vidari, which is a, a fifth edition D&D, but it's pirate themed. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Awesome. I have to check that out. And everyone listening should check that out as well. <laughs> I actually tagged them. Mm-hmm. I tagged them in the, la- in the last episode when I posted it to Facebook. I tagged them, you know, <clears throat> just awesome. to try and get as much reach as possible. You tag anything, you talk about any bands, any this, that, whatever. So oh, I tagged Spencer, yeah, I tagged you... Seas of Adari, I, you know. So anything that you and I talk about today will end up getting tagged as well, just to try and get awesome, man. more awesome. eyes and ears on this. Some, yeah, some, some levity, some gusto, you know, what we love. Yeah. Now what's so cool. And I just got to say, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time, like I said, but we kind of, as, as tends to happen, kind of fell out of touch and then just fucking the other day randomly running into each other at a fucking quick check dude that shirt was so gnarly i needed to say something well so it was funny i was telling i was telling casey about this before because i told her the whole story and what what you probably don't know so i i walked in and i saw you and and who i later uh you told me was your girlfriend and i didn't yeah i didn't know it was you at first and i didn't know it was her at first so i'm just checking out this girl and then she walked out. <laughs> I know, I know. She said that guy was totally checking out my ass, and I was like, "Yeah, good." <laughs> I definitely was. I definitely was. As and you then, should. And then she walked out of the store, ass. and then and then you and I crossed paths, and and you commented on my shirt, but we didn't realize that it was yeah. each other yet because in in the coronavirus world, everybody's wearing masks yeah. and shit. 
And then when you walked back in, because you had dropped your hot dogs and you didn't have your mask on, I was like, oh, oh. shit, it's Jay. Yo, bro, like that that is a tragedy in and of itself that I dropped those dogs because the the kid behind the the kid behind that counter did not make the same order. He just basically like hot dogs with some cheese on it and that was the end of it. And meanwhile, like I had things with, like jalapenos and all ah. Yeah. It yeah. was a, it was a travesty. I'm sad. But what, but yeah, was, what so was like, funny what was funny too though was that when when we first when we first crossed paths and, and I didn't realize it was you and you had just remarked on my shirt and then you mm-hmm. and then you left and I was like and I I almost felt like at the time that it was not not in a romantic way but I felt like it was one of those misconnection scenarios that people post about totally on, romantic, on Craigslist right? totally, and stuff totally because rom- it was like man <laughs> that guy that guy liked my shirt he was listening to some cool music as he walked past like you know, I should have gotten his information so we could be friends. And then you came back in and it turned out it was somebody I've known fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, like that, that was crazy. Like once, once I, cause I like walked in and I was just like annoyed. I pulled my mask down and you pulled your, and you were like, Jay, it's like, holy shit, Jay, <laughs> Jay, Jay. <laughs> hey, uh, oh man. So cool. So cool. Oh my God. Ah. Uh, so good. So, so anyways, you had said yeah. to me when we talked about this at Quick Check, you had said that you wanted to have a discussion about black metal, which we can certainly do. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I've I've listened mm-hmm. to some some black metal. I'm not super well versed in it, but I think that what we should do first because you had also mentioned to me and I guess I was never aware of this through the time that I've known you that you in addition to all of the other artistic endeavors that you have are yeah, also man. a musician yourself. So I, I, I wanted to first I ask am. you about, you know, how you how you got into music and, and tell me a bit about okay. bands you may have had in the past, bands you've got going on oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually there's a there's a, a thing that my old guitarist and I are trying to get back together, which was a big thing in the underground black metal scene in Orange County. Um, which Anyone who's listening who has ever seen a ritual from Nocturnal Torment back in the day, we'd have these like midnight rituals, just awesome, you know, straight black metal. I was the lead singer to Nocturnal Torment and uh, Aaron, my buddy, Aaron Peters, he is the guitarist and he's now a very, very known in the scene in like Buffalo, New York, and he, he tours with bands and so on and so forth. Good, actually good friends with the, um, oh man, what's, uh, I, uh, he's going to crucify me right now, but what is the name of, what's the lead singer's name? It's not Deicide. Uh, what the heck is that? Goat whore. That's who it is. He's, he's open for them and so on and so forth. Really, really crazy small world kind of stuff. But yeah, so Aaron, Aaron went on to do things with music. I, for a few years after that, I was just a vocalist, like, oh, you know, just sing, whatever. And I decided one day to just, you know, pick up a guitar. I was always a drummer, though. I've been a drummer uh, since I was very small. I don't know. I, I learned how to play like Run to the Hills when I was like nine or 10. And it never, drumming is very expensive. Right, right. More so than, in my opinion, even though, you know, we can get into all that, but like drumming to me when I was a kid, it was free. You know, mom got me a drum kit, the whole nine. Actually, great story. 16th birthday, mom hands me my birthday present and open it up and it's a pair of skinny jeans, an eyeliner and a note that says, don't get anybody pregnant. (laughs) 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 That's my mom. 
<laughs> yep. And also, strangely enough, uh, my mom and my dad had an argument about what to name me because my name obviously is Jason, and that's my dad's favorite horror movie. That's also my mom's favorite horror movie is Friday the 13th. However, my dad wanted me to be named Sebastian because he loves Skid Row. Okay. So I would have been either Sebastian or, or Jason Voorhees. <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they are wild fucking power metal. Like the, now, now my dad listens to only Iron Maiden and power metal. That's all he listens to. I don't know how old my dad is, like probably 60. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to the uh, the musical thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up a guitar. You know, and it's so funny, too, because you would think that I would have some understanding of how to make music. I have right. no I, ha- I had no clue how a guitar worked, which is I was just like I got. So one of my friends gets me a Les Paul custom, like gives me a Les Paul. And he's like, oh, man, the action's really good. All the black metal artists, they all play because always if I'm going to make music, it's either going to be power metal or black metal. So he gets me a guitar and hands it over. And I had no idea what I was doing. It was the worst shit uh, I didn't understand like there's like certain pick densities there. It, there's so many nuances to like if the action is low or high. All the guitarists out there will understand what I'm talking about. Like no clue. And I'm trying to play songs and like it was dude. It's, it was so it was so epically terrifying. As I progressed, though, at that point, when I got the guitar, I was like, ah, probably in my in my early 20s. So this is this is a long time. Like uh, Nocturnal Torment, I was like, uh, you knew me then, like uh, 17, 18, 19. And then we uh, the band split up because of, well, it's black metal and people in the black metal community are volatile, horrible, toxic creatures. And that's just how that works, because that's what makes cool shit. So but yeah, man, so like I end up doing all that stuff figuring out guitar and something just like it's so weird too like because like every every art that i have decided to do in my life i always struggle horribly for like the first year and then something clicks and it happened in this too like it was just like oh i now understand how sequencing works i get it now i understand that there needs to be the intro the first line in then the bridge, if there's a chorus, there's a chorus, repeat, repeat, repeat. And that's the makeup of all the songs that we all know and love and and in any genre. So yeah, so like once I learned that, it just became a matter of, okay, well, what sounds cool? You know, like what sounds cool to me doesn't sound cool to you, maybe not sound cool to, you know, XYZ, the motherfucker over in the corner, or maybe that motherfucker's head banging like so, <laughs> which yeah, is cool. Yeah. But um, it, it really it really just boils down to at least understanding the basics. And then all of a sudden, dude, like I, I shit you not. All of a sudden it was like, boom, OK, tremolo rhythms. Once actually another another piece of the and it, it's all on guitar, by the way, like like guitar wise. This is what like changed my understanding of music. So like being a vocalist, being a drummer, the drums are the backbone of the band. It is the foundation. Yes. I know how to keep a beat, but everything was always kind of dictated through the guitar. I came to find out later that I just have that mindset because I was essentially like bred for it. It was always like, oh, okay, all right. So I've written this guitar, you know, these guitar parts come in. You're going to play the drums and play it this way. Oh, okay. And just play it. 
had no clue what I was doing. I was just feeling it out. So end up figuring out how to do all that stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, nobody wants to play black metal anymore. Nobody cares. So I'm just going to make my own thing. I'm going to make my own thing. I don't give a fuck what it sounds like. I don't care, you know, whatever. I don't care. And, and Cryptic was born. <laughs> that's just it. That's, that's how it came to be. That's how that project came to be. And that's been my project now for, I'd say, a better part of 10 years, at least. I have four albums running around in the underground somewhere. The only way you can get it is either it's given to you or you just so happen to be somewhere where somebody has a cassette tape or something along that line, or a CD, and that's it. I, I never wanted to, I never wanted to do anything. People will talk about making music and stuff, like friends of mine, be like, oh man, I'm making this thing, da 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 And then like six months later, nothing happens. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, check this out, here's my music. And they get a tape and it has like 20 songs on it. I'm like, what the, what? I didn't know you could do that. I just want you to be inspired by that. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to be like, hey, this this shit sounds like shit. It's black metal. It should. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just I don't know, man. I'm just like a little lone wolf sitting on a mountaintop strumming a guitar. You know, I guess that's what I am. So, yeah. So that's actually I guess that answers a lot of questions. But also, I guess that's how I how I actually got into it was just I was exposed to music for a long time. But it was the guitar that actually did it. You know, like it was like, wow. And you got to like think about like certain riffs and certain songs, man, like shit you'll never forget, like especially Iron Maiden, you know, like those riffs, especially like for me, Iron Maiden, Somewhere in Time. That is my dad's favorite album. That is my favorite album. That is a lot of my friends' favorite albums. And that is a lot of guitarists' favorite albums. And that and Judas Priest. uh, I can't remember the album from Judas Priest that uh, that has uh, Painkiller on it and so on. The album was called Painkiller. Was it called Painkiller? Oh, damn, there you go. I remembered it without memory. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, getting old, man. <laughs> getting old. Going senile. <laughs> well, so to, to, just because you were mentioning Iron Maiden, uh, a little little story that, that you are not aware of, just because, like I said, we lost touch for a bit, was uh, a couple of years ago, Iron Maiden was on tour, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were there was a thing. I had seen a giveaway on Facebook. They were giving away tickets to see them at the... Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, and so I was like, "Sure, nice. why the fuck? Why the fuck not?" Right? So, and the yeah. the show was on June seventh. June seventh mm. is is my older son Nicholas's birthday. So I won the tickets and took Nick for his birth on his birthday for his birthday to go see Iron Maiden. That's metal. That is and, so metal. And like I, it, you know, it was on a Wednesday, which is a school day, and it was, normally I wouldn't do like that that kind of stuff on a school night. But it's like fuck, we won Iron Maiden tickets. Maiden. It's yeah. on his birthday, so we took him. Uh, Ghost was opening. Who I've oh, never. Oh yeah, mm, Tobias. Oh, I love you. Oh my god, if you ever hear this, God, I love you, Tobias. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was. What was funny was like seeing when Ghost first came out. I always thought because of like the look they had, they always seemed like they should be a black metal band, and then they sound like the Scorpions. It's really weird. It's <laughs> it is it is a it is a bizarrely jarring experience. I have so much respect for Tobias Forge. I have so much respect for what he did. I have no respect for the bandmates that threw him under the bus and revealed who he actually was. That annoys the shit out of me still to this day. It probably annoys him too. Right. Like right. that. Like I loved the anonymity 
behind everything that ghost is and, and, yeah. and still is of course, but like, Oh man, like it was, it, it's still so good. But like the back then, like when they first came out you had no clue who was under the mask and you had, it was just weird. It was sexy. It was different. It sounded like you found an album and put yeah. it on a, like a, like, you know, like a, like a vinyl album and threw it on the record player. It was ah so good. Ah, well, ah, what was funny was, was I don't know if it was because like you said, it was a jarring experience between the look and the sound. I wasn't that into them at first. And then when I saw them open for Iron Maiden, I definitely developed a respect for them seeing that show. And it was one of those bands that once I had seen them, it's like, all right, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen Ghost twice. The first time I was so drunk. I'm, well, I'm always drunk, but I was so drunk <laughs> that I can't remember. You know, I, I, I apparently went overseas and didn't even remember that. I was looking for like shit in my like folders in my uh, computer, but it was like old phone storage photos. Yeah. And I was like, when the fuck did I go to Norway? <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, so. Another I guess cool I was thing, there. Just about the the Iron Maiden show. So we because they yeah. were uh, giveaway tickets, like you had to get in this one line to get the tickets first, and then okay. get on another line to get into the show. So we're standing in line to get in. I don't remember which line we're in. Whether it's the I think it was the one to get in once we had gotten the tickets. But anyway, so behind us in line is this very tall gentleman with red hair, like buzz cut. And I turn to this man and I say, oh, "Boy, I was like, I don't normally do this." But I, I just have to ask, are you Matt Barlow? Oh, shit. It was fucking Matt Barlow. No. And he's like, yeah. And he, and he obviously, he had like, you know, when he answered me, like, he was like, oh, shit. Like, and I was just like, no, I just want to say, you know, dude, I really dug your shit. Nice earth. And I'm going to leave you alone now. <laughs> Bro, but it was so cool bro, that he that was just standing huge. in line behind us. That's crazy. Also, a phenomenal guitarist in general. But Barlow is crazy. He's a beast vocals sick yeah, so, glad so I good got, i got to so see good. him play with iced earth before he left for the second time i was gonna say that he came back correct uh, right they had replaced him with ripper owens and then they yes, and then yeah. he came back and they replaced ripper owens with barlow but then he didn't want to tour as much as john schaefer wanted to so then they replaced him with Stu block from into eternity by the way did you see did you see the um the new demons and wizards video i have not i know i knew they were working on new stuff and there was gonna, a new album was coming out but i haven't uh, yeah seen dude yeah it's it's actually it's a gorgeous video gorgeous they actually video. they i wanted to see them i wanted to see them when because they, they they came through on tour sometime last i think it was either earlier this year or last year and i couldn't go because of some situation with work and then i saw a video online where barlow came out during the demons and wizards show and did i don't remember which oh, yeah. iced earth song but he did an iced earth song during the demons that's Wizards. so cool that's so cool and by the way phenomenal phenomenal voice barlow like my favorite iced earth song the lyrics the lonely man stands down to the emeralds i like that shit dude like every like that album, I think that was Burt Offerings. I think the Burt Offerings album, that's what got me into singing like real, like power metal. Yeah, yeah. His voice always like resonated with me. It was like, oh man, dude, like I want to sing like that. I want to, I want to do that. Cause like growing up, um, my mom, she sings, she had phenomenal voice. She's a great singer. 
And um, I, I was always I was always kind of like brought up on, you know, like I said, like the Skid Row, Motley Crue, that stuff yeah. and Iron Maiden and so on. And I've always wanted to sing that way. But every band at the time that I wanted to be a part of seemed to just want to do black metal. Yeah. <laughs> just It was the friends I hung out with. We we grew up in the mountains. I guess it's like subjugated or whatever. However you say that, like kind of like sequestered away. There you go. From normal reality. And um, crazily enough, Renfair was one of my like exposures to a mass, mass, mass group of people. And it changed it changed me a lot. Just call it like formative years, you know, even yeah. though I was like 17, you know. But yeah, so the, the whole vocals like Ice to Earth, man, like Marlowe is just his vo- he he is the Freddie Mercury of power metal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what he is. And it, even like. Once you once you kind of get into vocals and so on and so forth, and you realize, oh well, there's settings, there's clip offs, there's all this stuff that makes your voice sound as good as possible and can do all this stuff, yada yada yada. But like, I love when like I I've never seen Ice Earth live, but like I can only imagine like his voice is that gnarly. He doesn't need the he doesn't need the reverb. He doesn't need delay. He doesn't need it's there, but he doesn't need it because you he's just fucking awesome vocalist anyways digress <laughs> no, that's okay you know you you should know by now man i go all the fuck over the place so I, i'm sure that oh. like like we said that that the, you wanted to focus on black metal and i'm sure that we'll get there but we'll also be all all over the you know because i was gonna mention you you it's would like talk a about shotgun without namer <laughs> <laughs> well like, like you had mentioned shot. skid row and so i'd wanted to ask you if you were aware that the current singer from Skid Row is ZP Thirt from Dragon Force. Are you fucking joking me right now? No. He joined That's the band incredible. in 2016. No way. I did not know that. How insanely badass does it sound? Obviously, it's going to sound really insanely good, but like, I have not heard this. Yeah, this I don't think they've, me. I don't know that they've put out any recorded music with him yet they he's just been touring with them because they oh, had okay okay so he's like a session if you will well, maybe. no i mean he's he's oh. in the band now but they, they haven't the last time they put out a new album was 2014 uh 2014 it looks like according to wikipedia so they had switched singers like two other times before him because you know they had obviously uh yeah well, sebastian, sebastian bach was. but then after sebastian bach they had replaced Sebastian Bach for a long time with Johnny Solinger, and then they kicked him out for Tony Hartnell from TNT, and he didn't work out. He was in the band for just a few months. And then when he didn't work out, instead of getting Solinger back, they asked ZP to join. And so oh. he's been with them, you know, so like it's been four years now, but they haven't put out any any new albums, EPs, or songs or anything. Mm, interesting. I'd, I'd definitely like to if Dragon Force lead vocal. I'm I'm good with that. That that'll probably sound incredible. Obviously, I'm totally dated right now. I have, I should probably look that up after we get off the combo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's exciting. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure there's All something. Right. There's, there's got to be stuff on YouTube or something. Everything's on fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine. And it, dude, I love I love watching like the vocal coaches react to like music that they don't get. So like watching like vocal coaches react is hilarious. I, I have not found any videos yet of vocal coaches react to like Demi Burger. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or like, you know, like Shaggeroth, which is, he's a great guy, by the way. Awesome story. Starland Ballroom, 
went saw them and so me and a couple of buddies are like oh let's you know it was it was a late show we get out of starland we walk to there's a bar near there we get there and there's this dude with his hair pulled up in a ponytail i've I've, now mind you i've never seen shagaroth without makeup on so this is how that story is going to go they're right, just sitting. Right. It's got like a couple of people next to him. They're talking, hanging out. Uh, definitely not anyone recognizable as well. So I sit down next to the dude. He's got like a leather jacket on. He's got black hair pulled up into a bun, and uh, he's just drinking like a normal human being. And I'm talking. I talk to the bartender, order drinks. Yeah, yeah. And I look, and he looks at me, and he's got like the the remainder of the paint, like the you know the the makeup that they wear yeah, on yeah, stage yeah. around his eye. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like. You Shagaroth. <laughs> good. Yep. That's like, oh, nice. And he did. Like, it was just like, yeah, yep. Nice. Love your, uh, dude, I grew up with your music. He's like, hell yeah, dude. Keep rocking. I was like, oh, I will. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Fucking like Shagaroth. And then we just walked away. Cause again, you never want to like invert, like, you know, get, get the, there's nobody there really. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just weird. I don't know the guy. I mean, we know, obviously, we all know the guy, but like we don't know him, know him, you know. Right, right, right. I've had, I've also had a similar thing with uh, Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse as well. Just okay. randomly finding him in a bar, like near the venue after everything's over. Just like, oh man, what's up? Yeah, what's up? And that's that weird. <laughs> yeah, one, one time, at uh, went to a Starland show. One of the bands on the lineup was uh, Three Years Hollow, who uh, they're, they're, I had oh. their singer. I had their singer on the show back in the fall. I normally go after a Starland show. I almost always go to the Denny's. That's uh, not too far away. But I was with a friend who wanted to go to IHOP that night, so we went to IHOP, and the entire all of Three Years Hollow and their crew, like they're all at the IHOP. See, I'm telling and- you, man, that's. That's so cool. And I didn't even and I didn't even say anything to them, but what I did was when we were ready to leave, they were still there. And I said to the waitress, I said, I'm gonna pay for their meal. I said, I can't I can't oh, pay the that's awesome. I was like, I can't pay the tip because I didn't actually have the experience, so I'm gonna leave that on them, but I'm gonna pay for their meal. Just let them know it's that, you know, somebody got it. And uh and oh, that was yeah. that. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't try and make a big deal about it or anything, but you know, you always try, I have always been one and anybody that knows me, anybody that listens to this show or anything knows that I do anything that I can to support music. And you know, if that that means fucking feeding the band on the road, that's what I'll fucking do. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, it's, they are, they are the bards of today. They are the dudes that tell crazy good stories with instrument and voice. It's, yeah. uh, I love the metal genre in particular because I feel like metal fans are so connected. Like there was um, another random story. Uh, it was it Colin, Colin Matheny, I believe his name is. Yeah, One of yeah, my yeah. Old friends. It's Colin. Colin, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, his, you know, he's he's a friend of ours uh, from Renfair as well. Yeah, I I, I was yeah. kind of thinking before that I thought that you knew him, but I wasn't certain. Yeah, dude, we were we were old friends. Uh, we well, we're, we're we're old friends. I just I don't talk to anybody because I'm a weird reclusive piece of bizarre garbage. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I get a voicemail from him. This is years ago, 2014, somewhere around there. I get a voicemail from Colin and somebody yelling, happy birthday, Jay. He was drinking with fucking Johan Hegg of Amon Marth. 
Really? I shit. I fucking shit you not. And he's like, oh, I'll say happy birthday to my friend. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Random stories, man. But like, I'm like a shotgun. It just scatters everywhere. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 whole, the whole supporting musicians thing. I feel like in the metal culture, we have such a connection, like a baseline connection with not just the music, but like as a person who feels the same way, especially like when you listen to like Sabaton, for sure. Yes. Like if, if Sabaton is fucking awesome. Like that, that stuff, like, you know, my dad was a Marine. Uh, my grandfather was a frog man in Vietnam. So like grew up with this, I grew up with this stuff and the, like Sabaton just drives that shit home. And it's like, I would be able to sit next to those dudes and it would feel like I've known them forever. And yeah, I yeah. feel like that's the metal community. You know what I mean? Like just a story, like, you know, walking up to a bar, Shagaroth sitting there and she's like, Oh, it's Shagaroth fucking Demu. Like that. This is the dude. And it's like, Hey man, what's up? Hey dude, what's up? Ah, sick. All right, cool. Peace. Like I would talk to anybody else, like a friend. You know, it's not like Britney Spears or fucking, I don't know, Justin Bieber. Fuck them both. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is the day that I ran into you, a quick check, I was actually debating before I left whether I was going to wear the, the Elevati shirt that I wore or a Sabaton ah, shirt. Okay, great, great, great <laughs> band. <laughs> both. Obviously, dude, Sabaton, I love every single one of their songs. There is not a Sabaton song that I do not like. My favorite one is, uh, I believe it's called Camouflage. It's off of their, uh, it's, a, it's a, the album with Through the Gates of Hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the bonus track. There's like two or three of them on the deluxe version. Yeah, yeah. I love Camouflage. It's just, it, there's something about like, there's something about talking about a Marine that saves a dude's life but nobody ever knew him and they didn't know what his name was. And like, he carries this guy out from the, like a barrage or like basically being attacked. And the, the kid that gets saved goes and he's like, Oh, there's a guy that rescued me. I was like, Oh, I know who that guy is. He's in, you know, triage. He's in intensive care. He passed away last night. And it's like, when you re listen to the song again, it's talking about how like bullets whizzed right past him and nothing seemed to hurt him. He's getting shot the entire time, but he pulled the kid out and his last words were basically paraphrasing. I don't remember the lyrics. I was thankful to save that kid, essentially. Like yeah. that was his like, you know what I mean? Like it, with Sabaton, the way that that band that direction that they went with just talking about history and giving so much like here, you know, hats off to the soldiers is it's so powerful. It's so moving, especially their World War II stuff like that shit is so moving because that's that's why we live and breathe right now where we are, you know, like. Right. And nobody really I mean, people build songs around it, but they don't build songs like Sabaton builds those songs. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah awesome awesome and the vocals vocals are I, funny as i think that the, dope. The, the first time i saw them i think was opening for iced earth no kidding. <laughs> awesome and uh awesome and then i posted on on facebook i was like oh, i just saw this band i had heard about them but i'd never like heard them before and they're really fucking awesome does anybody have any suggestions of like a similar type of, uh, you know, another band that's similar that I could check out. And the only thing that people were able to come up with that they felt was close was Manowar. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Inter- I, mean, I love Man of War, by the way, but um, interesting. I really, I mean, maybe I kind of feel that Man of War talks about Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man of War talks about like Scandinavian history and things of that nature. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I guess. Well, what's um, cool is that, well, uh, yeah, I, I'd I say feel cool. Like is sabotage just in their own in their own category. Well, like so there was a metal or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what caused it, but there was some. There was something that happened at at some point where most of the band of Sabaton left and was replaced, and only like the singer remained, and all yeah. of the all of those guys left and formed another band called Civil War, who kind of do the same thing. Really. Yeah. Okay. That title just seems kind of Nightwish to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like it seems like ah, we're gonna get back at you. It's gonna be called Civil War. We're gonna sound the same. Well, you're, you're just a copycat. Well, that's like well, that's right. It's like when when Nightwish kicked out their first singer and then yeah, they, Taja, and then they had the song Taja. and then they had the song Bye Bye Beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I. That's exactly what I was thinking about when I said it, <laughs> like, dude. Dude, like, what do you like? I felt like I felt like that album was a complete reflection on how much they hate her. <laughs> like, this is so so cringy. As obviously, you know, as a younger person without the internet, which is when that came out, is before like internet was gigantic and so on and so forth. Like, you only had reference from magazines, so it was like you know you read all this stuff. Like, Tars just kicked out, yada yada yada, because of her husband, by the way. Her husband wanted like exorbitant money and so on and so forth. Just totally ruined Tarja's career for sure. For sure. Her, have you listened to her solo project? I've heard a little bit of it. I um I, I think that what I've mostly listened to is like collaborations she's done with other with other you know bands in the symphonic yeah. metal genre, like uh, with Intemptation yeah. and stuff. Fantastic band, by the way. Uh, yeah, it, it, that her solo stuff, dude. Like. It's just not good. And it it sucks. Like, she has such a following and so on and so forth. It's kind of like when you're making an album and the producer is making the album for you kind of stuff. So basically, like, it's really, like, programmed. It's really, like, dry. Her voice is so good. And, like, it's just, it's not Nightwish. You know what I mean? And, like, it isn't there. It's just not there. It's, It's out of touch. It's, like... The first time I saw Children of Bodom and the last time I saw Children of Bodom, it's like it, something got lost in some kind of translation and it can never be gotten back. That's Tarja leaving Nightwish. Like you you lost, essentially you lost Thomas, which is the, the creator of Nightwish. Right. You lost him and it's it's just over. It just, it, nothing sounds correct. And again, go listen to that shit so you understand exactly what I'm talking about because that, that'll blow your mind, dude. Even to be fair, she put out like a Christmas album and that sounded like crap. She mm. sounded great. The in, Like there was no soul to the music. You right. know what I mean? Like it just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. As I bash on Tarja. I'm sorry, Tarja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love your voice. I love you. But like whoever you got doing your doing your musical work. Mm-mm, nope. So nope. you want to hear something something weird? Just because now we're on we're on the Nightwish, is yeah, is Thomas from from Nightwish? Did you know that mm-hmm. in 20, 2014, he put out a concept album about Scrooge McDuck from the Ducktales? That is, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> it's that called, is it's, it's weird. called 
Music inspired by the life and times of Scrooge. No kidding. <laughs> that how weird is that? <laughs> how how weird does that sound? I'm sure yeah. it's well, you know, it's funny. It's, like, it's, it's another one of those things that I've never actually heard. I just remember hearing about it when it came out, and it was like, is this for fucking real? Like, really? As I mentioned in, in the episode I did last time with Spencer, the, the benefit of doing these things at home on Skype is I have the computer right in front of me so I can pull stuff yeah, up on, on Wikipedia, and I have it right in front of me, the, the, the life and times of Scrooge. Like, how many drugs was he doing at the time to create that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love you, Tom. Love you, you crazy beast. Like, what? What? What goes through your mind to create that? Like, oh, man, that is actually let's talk about people who have made incredible stuff and then have pretty much fallen flat. And I said children of Bodom before about like seeing them. I saw them originally in like 2004. Like I was young, dude, like young. And I will never forget this because I saw the same song performed not that long ago. And it, like when I mean, not the, like, like seven years ago, eight years ago. So yeah. it was like the, that, that crazy, like, I, I forget, I forget the name of the song. I'm terrible with names of songs. I know what I, 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 I can't think of the name either, but I know what you're talking about. And then he goes in like a crazy guitar solo and like just goes in. Said, Are so you dead hard. yet? Because I know it's yes. one of the songs. No, it's not. Are you dead yet? Are you dead yet? Is the uh, that's a little. It's oh my god. Because it's one of the. Because that's the. I think that's one of the Bodum songs I have on Rock Band, and I know Are You Dead Yet was one of them, but there was another one. Give me a minute, I'll find it. It might. It might be. Are you dead yet? It might be. No, it couldn't be already dead yet because that that was that album was not out yet when I saw it because I saw it back in the day. It was it was the album with the Green Reaper on it. You know what I'm talking about? The album with the Green Reaper on it. It's the it's like either the first or second song on the album. It's a, it's got crazy guitar shreds. I might be thinking of Are You Dead Yet, but the the actual song I'm talking about is not are you dead yet because I, I remember are you dead yet and i remember how it goes like there was like this insane shredding guitar solo the whole nine and mm -hmm. like I remember alexi back in the day and like i don't mean to knock i'm gonna sound kind of pretty douchey right now he was super super thin long hair makeup like just sexy as fuck <laughs> shirtless just sexy as fuck and shredding the guitar Fast forward years and years and years later, same song, and he couldn't even play the solo at all. He looked, he still was, you know, as thin as he is and yada, 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 but like, he looked like he was, he's done way too much, like way too much drinking, way too, like way too heavy into that world. And it was, it was one of those moments where it was like, fuck me, man, like, wow. Wow. It's almost like the like the downward progression of Marilyn Manson as well. Yeah, Same yeah. kind of thing. It's like, wow. You can't even... It, that's another thing, too. Like One of the things that I absolutely despise in shows is when the vocalists do not sing their own songs. I can get it if you're crowding it out and you're like, you know, chorusing it. But, man, oh, my see, God. Like, see, that you is... Know, 
that is why I always tell people when uh, like there's there's this girl that I'm friends with who keeps telling me that she she really wants to see Rob Zombie live. And I told her, I said, I've seen Rob Zombie live six times and he's never been better. He's never been better than meh. Vocally, he can't keep up with his shit. He has the crowd sing most of the song. It's like, I didn't have to pay to do this. I could do this in my car for free. You know, you know, who's another one that was a really big letdown when I saw him. And it's so it's so sad, too. Like, I, we're going to we're going to at this point, I'm going to talk about like more of like the what I like to call new hair metal, which is Andy Beersack, which is Black Bell Brides, Ronnie Radke, which is Falling in Reverse, Craig Mabbitt, you know, all those guys. I, I was so amped to see Black Veil Brides. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. I fucking love the album with Legacy. I love, love, love Andy's work. And you see him live, and he's fucking not singing any of it. He's not even screaming. He's doing, he's putting the mic out. He's running around on stage. Yeah, he's singing some of it. But when I saw him, and it might be just me, and I might get crucified, and I don't give a fuck because In Ray is cool. He's just basically singing like some of the song. And that was the same thing when I saw Slipknot. Corey Taylor, like, I can't, first of all, fucking love you, Corey, but he doesn't enunciate when he sings live, at least live on, on the, on the albums. And hell yeah, dude, it's Corey Taylor. But like, have you seen Slipknot live before? I have, dude. In fact, actually, we took the kids to see Slipknot last summer. I, I had seen, I've seen them more times than I can count. And Nick especially had been asking to see them for a long time. And uh, so last summer we had taken them the summer before two summers before that they were touring with Manson. And I was like, I can't, I can't take you to a show that Manson's at just because I have no idea what Manson's going to do. He's right. Right. And it wasn't, you know, it wound up at that show that Manson played with Slipknot that all he did was he like smashed a bottle on something and like cut his arm open and wiped blood all over his face in the realm of shit that Manson can do. That's not that big a deal, but yeah. When I saw Marilyn Manson at the Ozfest in 2003, and I don't know that I've ever told this story on the show. I've told this story countless times, but I don't think I've ever told I'm, it on the I show. I am ready to hear it. So 2003, Manson was touring on the album The Golden Age of the Grotesque, and so his stage show theme was the Grotesque yeah. Burlesque Tour. So, oh, oh, shit, okay. So like, he's got all these girls who are like throughout various stages of the show are like barely dressed and stuff. And then, and then they come out wearing like nothing but, but like garters and stockings and nothing else. And this girl gets on all fours, all fours in front of him. He sticks, he had a wireless mic. He sticks the back end of the wireless mic in the girl's pussy and then starts singing into the microphone while it's in her pussy. (laughs) (laughs) That is metal as fuck. (laughs) And so like, like I said, you never know what he's going to do because he might do something like that. And so you don't want to bring kids to that. So we didn't bring them to that tour, but we did bring them last year with Slipknot was touring with, who the fuck were they touring with? I don't even remember. Was it the show with the with Bad Wolves? I don't know. I've seen them so many times. Bad Wolves is fucking great, though. I can't. I I, can't, I hope that I can get Doc Coyle back on here. But was it mm. no? Because Bad Wolves was touring with Death Punch. We saw when we saw Bad Wolves, it was Bad Wolves and Five Finger Death Punch. So I don't remember who was. Oh, Death Punch is Death Punch is is really 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 good. Like underrated i mean i obviously they're gigantic but like they're, right well that's a, they're, they're one of those bands they're, they're one of those bands that i feel like people love to hate 
because they're huge. Like Nickelback got the same thing yeah. for a while where like they were huge. And so everyone was like, oh, they're the worst thing ever. I've never disliked either of those bands. Honestly, they've, I, I've seen honestly, them both. Like Nick, Nickelback, not, I, I, I never really cared for. And I was never really into like popular music or whatever like that. But like, yeah, like more radio rock. Death Punch. Kinda. Death, yeah, exactly. Death Punch, on the other hand, like, was it Avenged Sevenfold and Death Punch? Is what I saw. I, I, I can't remember. It was, it was a big, big, big show. And Avenged Sevenfold, this is when the Rev was still alive. Like that yeah. shit. I remember sickest the, the shit I've ever heard in my life. The first oh, time I so saw Death bad. Punch, they were playing. Corn had resurrected the Family Values tour, but instead of doing it in the fall, like they had always done. They made it a summer festival, and the first time I saw Death Punch, they were playing second stage at the Family Values tour because Yo, it was like right, right when they first came out, and so they weren't huge yet. Like they were on the radio, but like they weren't really big yet. How, not, how, how good were they live? Because they, I remember Death Punch being really fucking phenomenal. Like, I've, I've always thought really they were fucking great. phenomenal. Really quick, going back to Slipknot because I, I have to still. Harp yeah, on yeah, yeah, you were, yeah. We kind of, we kind of went sideways oh, from what you were saying, so I'll that, let you get back that, to it. It's that shotgun style. Um, <laughs> Corey, Corey Taylor, fucking love you to death, brother. But holy fuck, man. Like, live, and you've seen him way more, obviously, than I have live. But, like, bro, I could not understand what he was saying half the time. And I get it. Like, I get the vocal style and so on. But, like, he seemed like he was just out of breath constantly. And he he, he wasn't one of those guys that, like, would do like, oh, every single time, like push it into the, you know, push it into the crowd to sing. He was going, he was going hard, but like, man, if you can't sing your shit live, like, what are you doing? Meanwhile, he's, you know, $90 million strong, you know? <laughs> I don't know if that might have something to do with, with the mask and all that. Cause I've also seen him with Stone Sour and have never noticed any sort of hindrance in his vocals with Stone Sour. Really? All. Oh, so are you admitting though that when he's in Slipknot, I've noticed what you're what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stone Sour. As far as Stone Sour goes, I've only listened to a couple of their songs. I'm not not really not really huge into that. I felt like when he started bleeding the Stone Sour sound into Slipknot, some of the songs worked, some of the songs didn't. But right. Slipknot's newest album, dude, is fucking amazing. Hell yeah. Like that, th dude, that album is absolutely beautiful. Like it's gothy, it's dark, it's heavy as shit sometimes. Other times it's like slow and weird and <laughs> makes no sense. Like before I proposed to Storm, we were we were driving up to Salem, Massachusetts and Slipknot's album dropped. And I was like, oh, new Slipknot album's out. Bam. Holy shit. We listened to that thing twice in a row. Like it was it was so good. Every single song on that album, it, it's kind of like uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Like you just, when you put that album on, it demands respect because there's so many ways it goes and it just fits into so many different genres. It's all over the place in a great way. I, I, yeah, yeah. I cannot praise that album enough. I don't remember the name of the album, but like that Slipknot's newest album is the shit. The shit. It is so good. Anyways, <laughs> yes, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. the uh, latest Slipknot was called We Are Not Your Kind. That's what it was. We are not your kind. Yep. Fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Anyways, <laughs> so 
speaking of things that are black metal and like so on and so forth, you know, Avatar, yes. phenomenal band. Love Dude, that Avatar band. Country, best song ever. That, that comes from that kind of crazy ass mix up genre. I mean, there so, are some things that just don't like, like Christian metal in general is weird to me. Although I got to say, like, I really dig oh. like the band Demon Hunter. Yes, absolutely. I was just going to say, uh, literally, dude, the piano, that piano song, bro. That song is, so, again, I still, I now talking just about metal in general with Christianity put into it, that shit is really good. Yeah. So you can't harp on that. And uh, we always used to say, like, because we always, you know, we've played World of Darkness, we've played D&D, all those games like that. We always said, like, that dude hunts demons. That dude knows. <laughs> That's that guy. He's that. He's a hunter. He's a Christian hunter going in high. He knows what's up. Like, oh my god, man! Like, so good. He's like the Dean Winchester of metal. Like, just awesome. Absolutely awesome. Just hunting demons and doing his thing. So yeah. So yeah. That as far as Christianity goes in metal, absolutely has a place. In black metal, does not. Right. Right. It does not. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, anyways. Yeah, I've never I, I've heard it. a lot of good things as far as the, the movie goes, uh, Lords of Chaos. I oh, haven't yeah. seen it yet. I just tend not to see. It's weird. I, when I have time to watch shit, I end up watching a lot of TV. So I don't mm. see as many movies. There's so many movies that people think, oh, that's that's such a classic movie. Like, like not, not Lords of Chaos, but in general, like, oh, su- such yeah. and such a movie is such a classic movie. How have you not seen it? And there's just so much shit that I just haven't seen. Um, but I, I plan to get around to it one day <laughs> you, you sh- yeah you 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 should definitely check it out for sure it's an experience it's an experience yeah it's a bunch of dumb kids that do a lot of really bad decision making and it's a true story <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> a, wow how did that happen oh nobody gave a fuck about those kids and they did whatever the hell they wanted okay one of my favorite things in lords of chaos is it's lords of chaos was a book but they made it into a movie and one of my favorite things is Euronymous meets Varg in basically like a Denny's, the like the ancient, you know, 1990 equivalent to a Denny's in Norway. Yeah. And Varg is like so into mayhem. He's like, ah, oh, I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. And Euronymous looks at him and he like looks at his, you know, his war vest, which is basically like, you know, a leather jacket with a bunch of band paraphernalia all over. Yeah, yeah. He looks at one of the patches and goes scorpions and just walks away. He's just like, <laughs> it's like, bro, douchebags, man. Like, <laughs> straight douchebags. Scorpions, fuck you. Peace. <laughs> Never meet your idols, guys. Never meet your idols. <laughs> Not to talk shit, but it sort of reminds me of the experience I had meeting Dave Mustaine, although he's noted for being a douche. Yeah, I've heard some stories. We went so you got we another went, one to add to the collection. Well, so we went to we went to the Gigantor in 2005 and 2006, and in 2006 it was I think the year that we met them. It was me and Craig and Nicole and some other friends. And you know, Nicole around that time, Craig's wife had had a bunch of knee surgeries and shit. And so you know, we went to the show and she was in a wheelchair. So because she was in a wheel and we had bought the meet and greet to meet Megadeth and oh, yeah. how, how you did that, you know, is you would buy usually at festival shows like that, you'd buy the CD and then get to meet the band. Now Megadeth didn't have a new CD out at the time. So what they did was they had partnered with FYE and you pre-bought the new album that wasn't out yet. And they would give you the access to the meet and greet 
and then you'd have this fucking coupon that you would bring into an FYE store when the album comes out that showed that you already paid for it and you just give them the coupon and, and because you'd already paid for it, you essentially would go into the store and get the CD for free. So we did that. Okay. And so because they didn't have a CD to sign, they were signing uh, lithographs of the album art for uh, that album. And there was three groups of people to go meet the band. There was like the fan club, there was the people that had pre-ordered the CD at the show, and then there was some other group of people after them. And so the fan club people went first. And because Nicole was in a wheelchair, they let us cut the line. So we were the first people in line from the people that had pre-ordered the CD. So they take us to like a backstage lounge area, and the entire band is at a table. And how it's supposed to go is you're supposed to, you know, go up to the table, fucking say hello or whatever. They sign your thing, and then you move on to the next guy. They were just signing these things and passing them down the table and had had like a pile of them done at the end and were so fucking focused on just signing the thing that they weren't even acknowledging that there was people standing in front oh, of them trying to say Jesus. hello. So it was like, oh, all right, cool. Such a waste. Such a waste. And Nicole had met uh. him the year before and said that it was a completely different experience the year prior. So I don't know what was going on that, you know, everybody has their off days, but like I said, Mustaine has a, has a reputation. So, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, you know, who knows sure, what might've sure. been going on that day or whatever, but it was, it was weird. It was not, a, you know, and Dude, I've heard so many stories about him, like that he's a total prick when you meet him and so on and so forth. And it's like, eh, I mean, you know, and these are my male friends saying this. I've never really, I've never known anything from a female's perspective, but like, yeah. it's like, you know, total douchebag. And it's like, dude, you're an idol. Why are you right. a douchebag? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, even yeah. Like when you meet like Lars Ulrich, he's going to be nice to you. It's like yeah. Dave Nassane's like, yeah, fuck you. Whatever. I don't care. It's <laughs> like, oh, bro. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm just going to walk away and never listen to anything ever again. He don't care. You know, like not to talk yeah. shit. <clears throat> I'm, I've never had it. What's I'm weird is I've never had too many like terrible experiences meeting people. I've I've had I got a lot of not a lot, but I've got some weird ones. Like, did I ever tell you the story of how I met Dan Florick, who played Captain Cragen on Law and Order? No, you have not. Okay, so you know, no, for you anybody yeah, that is okay. even remotely familiar with Law and Order at all, Captain Cragen. He was he was in the original Law and Order for a few seasons, and then he was the captain on Law and Order SVU for like yep. the first fucking thirteen years or whatever of that show. Yep. So I was in New York City, and the show was this band, Texas Hippie Coalition, which if you've never heard them, they sound a lot like Pantera, and this band Eve to Adam, which is more of like a straightforward sort of like radio rock band. So I'm watching Eve to Adam. And I, fuck, I turn around and I see fucking Dan Florek standing behind me. I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? So like after their set was over, like after their set was over, I walk up to him. I was like, listen, man, I don't normally do this, but if I don't get a picture with you, no one is going to believe that I saw you here. So like we got a picture. There's a picture. I got a picture so with him. Good. It's on my Facebook of like him throwing up the metal horns. And, Yo! <laughs> and like what so wound cool. up, what what I found out later was the reason he was at the show was that the band Eve to Adam. I don't remember what song it was at the time uh, right now, but they had made a music video 
and he was in the music video playing a cop or whatever. And so he had become friends with the band through shooting oh, that music video. Okay. And he was still shooting law. He was still on law and order at the time. So the show was in New York city, New York, law and order films in yeah. New York city. So he yep. just showed up. That's cool as book. That's it. That's so weird. You know, similar random rent fair story. I've seen so many celebrities at rent fair. So many people like masquerading around at rent fair in in new york i didn't see him when he was there um although i was there that day but apparently neil patrick harris and his husband and their kids were at new york rent fair one day last no year shit yeah that's awesome i uh, i've seen a lot of like the um oh man i've seen a lot of the the people like uh, uh what is it um Will and Grace, that whatever the fuck that girl's name is, I've seen her there at Ren Fair. I've seen try and try like dude, it's like going back in the archives. You know what I mean? Like who who what name and face applies to what show that person came from? Because anyone you know who understands Ren Fair, you see thousands of faces, right. you know, and like you're so exhausted just from doing uh, my job at Ren Fair that I'm most known for is I was uh, a food service running manager. So basically that means that I go to all of the booths that were owned by Barbara and Alan Greenfield. God rest Alan soul. Great guy. Love me for some reason. I don't know why. So <laughs> I would do, I would do running management. So I would exchange money, break people, so on and so forth. I was in charge of like stocking things in the morning, yada, 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 yada. So like already exhausted. Cause it's like 90 degrees always dude. So many things like at Ren Fair just seems like a fever dream. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, oh man, I saw, you know, I saw like, like oh, I saw, I saw Jay and his wife and his kids. Hey, I'm going to pick up his kid. Here's a picture that'll always be forever. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, wasn't I, dude, I remember, I, no, I, <laughs> I remember the one day, yeah, the one day that, 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 that uh, Casey and the kids were there. And I mm -hmm. went off somewhere and then I came back and you're like, I gave your kid cotton candy. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep. okay. <laughs> yeah. there's, dude, there's a picture with me holding up. I don't, I don't know which kid it was. I don't remember. Again, fever dream. I just remember like picking, I, I believe it was a him. Picking well, yeah, him up, point, so <laughs> on my, on my if it was a, if it was yeah, a girl, yeah. someone else's kid. Yeah, it's a boy. Picking, picking, picking him up, and like, there's like a picture of me. I've got like a kilt on. I've got my hair is really long, like just looking like a savage Viking. And there's a child in my arms. Again, fever dream. Yeah. I barely remember it. You know what I mean? So like talking about like seeing actors at Ren Fair, like seen so many, and like can't recall who they are in the moment. I definitely served nuts to a bunch of people for sure that were celebrities for sure yeah. at fair. <laughs> I can't remember who they were though. Huzzah, so. huzzah to Jay's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Always, always. Cause you've had Jay's nuts in your mouth before. If you're from the New York red fair. Area. <laughs> I remember the one time I was, I was at fair Stupid and shit. I completely forgot that I had linked my, my Twitter to my Facebook. So anytime that I posted something that was like a short status on Facebook, or even if it wasn't short, anything I would post to Facebook would automatically cross post to Twitter. So one day I saw David Crumholds, who was in American Pie, 
I think he was in fucking Harold and Kumar, and he was in that show Numbers that was on CBS for a while. It's, oh, I, I, Numbers! Numbers was so good, dude. So, so I saw I, I saw on? him. No, no, that show ended. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia says that it ended ten <laughs> years ago. <laughs> God damn it! So, but ah. anyway, so I uh, I saw him, and so I just posted on Facebook like. I think I just saw David Krumholtz at the Ren Fair. And I guess I don't entirely understand how Twitter works, but like I didn't tag him or anything, but I guess you can set up alerts when your name is mentioned. So I guess he must have that oh, set okay. up. And so he replied to the post on my Twitter that just said, yes, you did. Oh, shit. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and because I don't use Twitter very much, I didn't actually see that reply until like four years later. But he of actually course. replied well, to the tweet like Twitter's on the weird. day. That's actually gnarly. At, yeah. le- at least social media works that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's funny oh how, my much, God. Anyway. how much uh, social media like has taken over the world. Sometimes I try and like book, and I've I've told this story before. Sometimes I'll try and book like musicians for this show, and I'll reach out to their PR guy, PR person, and they'll be like, "Oh, what is your, what are your social media numbers?" And then like I tell them, and they're like, "Well, you you don't have a large enough following at this time, but you know, try and try and build it up and 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 get back to us." Bro, fuck off, man! Like, fuck that, dude! Like, I see that that to me like. Okay, so for me to be on this show about metal and so on and so forth, I am a black metal artist. I've been a black metal artist for ages, and I came on, one, because you're my friend and I love the fuck out of you, but also it was like, hey, I'm just going to, you know, come hang out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I have a crazy schedule. Like, I do a lot of shit in a day. Dude, I make art all day long. Like, that's what I do. Right. And even if that disconnect, you know, like, I, I hate the, the thought of, like, that disconnect where, like, it's like, oh, the agent. Bro, I, I've had a million-dollar business. I left it because I didn't want to be a part of that. I don't like that. I know yeah. what that is. And that doesn't turn you into a good person. That turns you into an automaton that is basically just a slave to how much, how many zeros come at the end of your fucking yearly. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in that. You know what I mean? Like, and to, to hear like, it's like, oh, well, you're the little man. So fuck you. That's, that's so stupid to me. Like that's that, that, oh man. See, I've, got, right I've, I've, I've gotten that it. in other ways too. Like, like I'll reach out and I'll say, Hey, so, you know, cause a lot of these, you know, except now during fucking the end of the world the coronavirus. Yeah. So like, so we're doing <laughs> the this Sharona. On... It's not Corona. It's Sharona. <laughs> My Sharona. <laughs> you know, but we're, we're doing this on Skype, but normally, you know, if I, if I book like a, like a musician, you know, I'll do the interview at a concert. And and like, so there's sometimes like being, being in New Jersey, not too far from New York city and everything there's been, and like, first of all, trying to, trying to book interviews when bands are playing in New York city is a bitch and a half. And I, and I, I will continue to try and do it, but God damn it. Is it fucking annoying? Um, but but honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I was going to say, I'm going to put this out to you right now. If you, if you can tell me in advance when you want to do something, I'll, I'll come with, I will like, I'll go with you. Like, so that you have like another person to just be there. Like I would absolutely love that dude. It's been, it's been about four years 
four or five years since I've been to a show. Oh, I um, I've been until, very, until, until all this happened. I, I went to I my average was like two a month, but you know sometimes it was more, sometimes Hell it was yeah. less. But like, but just being be doing it in the city is hard. Doing it in Jersey outside the city is still kind of hard because you get this thing, sort of like you said, of being the little guy. Like, well, yeah. you know, the ba- the band isn't yeah. going to have time for you before the show because they're going to be in the city doing press with fucking MTV, not that MTV has anything to do with music anymore, but whoever, yeah, like they're yeah. going to be in the city busy, busy with all of these more important people. So we don't have time for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, how do I get more important? Well, if, you know, if some rock star would talk to me and right. actually promote my channel, then I could then, you know, do the thing that you say that. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like a constant chain of just just bullshit. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, you don't really have a following. Well, how am I supposed to get a following? Oh, oh. well, you know, you you just got to get better. Well, I'm already better. <laughs> I'm well, doing like it. Thing, You're it's not. like that thing with applying for a job. Nobody wants to hire you without experience, but if you don't have experience, yep. you can't get a job. Yep. It's that. Ca- it's the old catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit. So really quick, going back to, you know, me, me coming onto the show and, you know, essentially breaking away from being that lone guy with a guitar playing some seriously fucking gnarly shit that I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. And all that stuff and having a large following in the underground realm. It's so bizarre because I just like, I don't think I would have ever done this interview. Like if somebody was like, Hey Jay, you know, I want to, I want to talk to you about your black metal career. You know, you've been doing black metal for fucking like 16, 17 years. And, um, you know, I heard your stuff and it's, it's, you know, gnarly, whatever. I want you to come on a podcast. I'd probably tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and I was saying to storm this morning, I was like, man, I'm, I'm really nervous to talk to Jay because people are going to listen to this shit. And, you know, I'm going to be probably fucking 19 sheets of the wind when I talk to him. So I'm not going to make much sense because that's just me. That's, that's that. I am that like, you know, Salvador Dali kind of person where it's like, I'm always fucked up. I'm always, I'm always like in that zone. And that's, that, that, that is the zone that I always stay in because that's where I like to live. I, you you know, know, what's funny is that I remember back when we used to hang out more, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we would have parties mm-hmm. at Craig's and mm-hmm. you'd always get, you'd always get so way, fucked up. Yep. You always got so fucked up. And then you'd say, oh man, that's the last time I'm doing that. Guess what? I always do it again. I always remember one of the, one of the, one of the ones that sticks out in my mind. If you don't mind me telling a, a, a drunk PBJ no, story is the one time yeah. I'm fairly certain it was a new year's party. And, and you, you were there and you had gotten really, really drunk, and Nicole's friend Tammy <laughs> was there. Nicole, Nicole's friend Tammy was there, and she was very, very pregnant at the time. And I guess that from hearing her side of the story, you were really drunk and and kept trying to like interrupt. I don't know what I wasn't in the room when this happened, Wait. but something okay, happened. Okay. You were you were drunk, and she was pregnant. And she got mad at you for being a fucking drunken idiot. And you got so pissed off that we had to like you. We couldn't find you. And then we walked <laughs> up the road and you're walking down the road barefoot in the fucking like rain or the snow 
just like you're like man pregnant bitches are mean and i'm leaving like dude you're not fucking leaving get back to the house <laughs> oh yeah i i vaguely remember something yes yes <laughs> what a douchebag <laughs> stupid fuck <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> what the what the fuck? God man. Like, dude, hearing hearing the stories, like, it's just it, it's so crazy to like hear that and, and 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 kind of like vaguely remember that because I always walk in the snow with like no shoes on. Like that's that's just that that to me is it's it yes if that did happen that probably happened for sure (laughs) obviously you were definitely not that intoxicated and i was probably extremely intoxicated but that's that was my lifestyle and that's always been my lifestyle yeah yeah. always you know like it's uh it always happens my apologies to her Ah, i don't even remember her i don't even know who who is that person She's, oh, no. she's, a, she's a friend of Nicole's, and she's also the wife of one of Craig's former band. When, when Craig was in that, uh, I don't. I think that by the time that we met you, Craig wasn't in the band anymore. But she was the wife of the guitarist of Craig's old band. So you're telling me that I was hitting on like a way older woman? No, you weren't even hitting on her. She, you were just like you were being. Oh, my understanding is you were being a drunken asshole, and kind of she was trying to talk to Nicole, and you kind of interrupted, and she she said something to you about it, and you got all like fucking drunk and mopey and tried to leave. Oh, okay. Wow. Fucking hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so there was a <laughs> stupid fucking kid. <laughs> awesome. I dig it. Oh, wait, that was the night I was blowing fire. Might have been. We do that a lot at the New Year's parties. I found, I don't think it was one you were at, but I found a video. My mom, one year for Christmas, my mom had gotten me a fucking, one of those flip cams. And so I brought it to Craig's and there's a couple of videos of us blowing the, I think that was the year because we did that so many times without incident. And that was the year. Uh, it was still not really an incident, but that was the first time ever that I had any kind of a mishap and my fucking beard caught on fire a little bit and I didn't feel, I feel it like and I, I didn't get there. hurt. I didn't get hurt, no, but like my I brother like, like put it there. out. I feel like I was there. No. Because I, uh, I, uh, I always remember us blowing fire at the uh, at parties because, you know, you got to blow fire sometimes. Right. Um, so what was funny was one of uh, Everclear, right? Yes, yes. It was Everclear. Which, which yeah, uh, yep. Daniel Greenwolf has told me multiple times is the completely unprofessional and wrong way to do it. <laughs> yep. You know, it's funny is I told the last year during Ren Faire season, I told the kids about, oh, yeah, I, I breathe fire. They're like, no, you don't. And so I was like, yeah, you do. I was like, <laughs> I do. And I have to leave to go to Ren Faire right now. But when I come home, I'm going to show you. And so. I came Hell home that yeah. day and fucking showed them, and they were like, "Oh my god, you can really do it!" It's it's such a bizarre art form too. Like it is such a strange experience for anybody listening that has never blown fire before. It's such a bizarre experience because you don't realize how not safe it is when you're doing it, and that's right. for sure. Like it is so fucking not safe at all. But you just when you're in that moment, you know what I mean. You got to do it. You have yeah. to. 
And all it really is, at least for me, is, you know, you you put the Everclear into your mouth and you wipe your face and then you hold a torch about a foot away, foot, two and a half feet, whatever, you know, not exactly like full distance and blow upward into the flame and then immediately spit. Yeah. And you kind of make sure that you miss and turn it. your kinda head away. It. Yeah. Missed it out. Missed it. Yeah. You got to Yeah. It's like Triple H style. Like fucking exactly. missed it out. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. So like you, 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 you basically do, you do that. And what happens is a gout of flame just fucking comes out of nowhere. And the reason why you turn your head to the side and get it away from your face is because you still have all of that stuff all over your face because it just essentially right. pours down your lips. It's, you, it's dangerous as fuck. Were you there when, because, you know, most of the time, most of the way that people do it is just the short burst. Were you ever there when I did the fucking the long flame, one, the, the, the long yeah. one, the flamethrower one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I definitely, definitely was because I remember everybody saying that that was incredible. And I believe there are pictures of that. I'm sure I believe people be. took pictures of that shit. Like, no, I, I no, definitely remember that. Definitely remember that. And I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I remember that crazy incident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude. I'll that have to check the video and see if I can awesome. tell who's in it. But yeah, I, I can't I wait for being on a porch. Well, that's yeah. Like, that's normally where we did it. Was off of off of the front porch. Yep. But yep. I can't wait for like all of this shit to be over. Not just to be able to, you know. I mean, I go to work still, so I leave. Like I told you the other day, I still leave the house pretty frequently. Yeah. But like to be allowed to do stuff and like to be able to have a fucking party and get together because yeah. you know all of this not doing shit sucks. <laughs> it's it's so weird too like it makes you understand that we were taking all of that for granted for sure like yeah 100 and that i've always been an isolated person as you know <laughs> i've always yeah, been yeah. that person that disappears for like a million years and then returns randomly but yeah dude like it even now i am starting to feel like okay okay so it attacks the elderly and people with respiratory problems. Everyone else is fine. Yes, we're carriers. I get that. I get it. But like, we can wear masks. So why is nothing opening back up? Well, it could be spread by blah, 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 blah. Okay, I get that. But look at how horrible the economy is getting trashed because of yeah. it. Horrible. Like, if you look, if you even think about how much money huge businesses are losing but at the same time oh huge businesses are losing tons of money yeah they had to lay off their employees those employees are losing everything right now right you know right. what i mean they have to file for fucking unemployment they have to do all that stuff and yeah unemployment right now because of the declaration of the you know whatever the hell the the the, the disaster declaration they're going to get their paycheck or more that's cool but they're losing their fucking minds because they just can't work. Right. That that's you know when you we all got to be hardworking motherfuckers. And if you're not a hardworking motherfucker, who are you? You know yeah. what I mean? You're some asshole sitting on your sitting on your ass. You know, like and and feeling like a piece of shit because you like all like every one of us. We've all been bred to work, to create, to build something better. And dude, like this, this is, this is the ultimate experience of the worst case scenario. Like this is 
for the economy, worst case scenario. There, yeah. it, like, it's just, it just fucking sucks, dude. And and like you, you know, you, uh, you know, where you work and so on and so forth. You're an essential employee. That's fantastic. But people like myself, people like my wife, we thrive on the, you know, she, she's uh, very, very well known in the Bath and Body Works community, very well known store manager, fantastic, incredibly, incredibly good store manager. And I'm a lead art director for an RPG company. So we're thriving. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that job shut down. Oh, our, my backers and everybody is out. So now all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, there goes our money. Right, gone, right. gone. Call it a day, you know? Yeah, I got to say, do this and, and I, won't, bills, you know? I won't I won't name names just because I'm fairly certain that there is something in all of the paperwork I signed against that. But I got very lucky because I was yeah. I had got I had got let go from my other job. They, they laid all of us off and I was applying to other jobs and there were three jobs that all had promise. And one of them, I still have no idea what the fuck happened with. Nice. Com- completely went to shit because of what's going on with with the economy and with with events being canceled and all that like they they don't without events they don't really have a business and so they couldn't hire me because they don't even know what the mm-hmm. fuck they're going to do with the people they've already got yeah exactly you know? uh, and so fuck. i i got real lucky just falling into this just just before everything went completely to shit you know, it looks like it's going to be good. It's going to be promising. I just, like I said, I, I, well, I, I mean, I've never been one. I've never been one to fucking, I hate, I mean, unless there's a good reason for it, I kind of hate staying home. I yeah. go to, I go to concerts. I go to breweries. I go, to, you know, fucking what I mean, mostly concerts, but you know, I've been spending when, you know, before, uh, when you were still allowed to do it, I was spending a lot of time going to Ghost Talk Brewery, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, yep. I'm still there once a week picking up beer, but you're not allowed inside because they're only doing, like, curbside pickup. You know, I want to do so stuff weird. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. Okay, I'm back. All right, yep, same. I came back with 64 ounces of beer. All Ghost Talk. Yeah. I brought back a 16-ounce can of their rye saison which is called narcissus i came back with a 16 ounce can of their new england ipa called apex predator and then i also came back with a 32 oh, I ounce apex predator. I, and i, I, I also came I back with a 32 it. ounce can of their winter wheat which is called uh snowball something or other they wrote on it in sharpie so it just says snowball that is sexy i have a blue moon iced coffee blonde hmm, okay yeah boy Let's so Let's get back to it. You, you know, once you start like talking to me about things, it's like so many things just start popping up out of nowhere. I mean, I've lived, I've lived a crazy, bizarre, robust life. There was a, I was looking back over, I think I was talking about, I was like, how did I get to Norway? You know, like, what the fuck? Yeah, when was I yeah, there? Yeah. Like, bro, it, 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 it is absolutely fucking insane how I have basically traveled all over the place done so much stuff and gotten to where i'm at now which is you know awesome (laughs) anyways so what do you got well so i'm just trying to think of like because like i said i'm only sort of slightly aware of like i'm not my 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 points of reference for black metal were were dimu cradle of filth 
Yeah. I think that maybe does Old Man's Child fit into that? Yeah, it does. That's the uh, that's the band uh, Shagaroth's guitarist from Dimu. That's uh, his band. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know how many albums they have, but uh, the one that I have heard, the, the I believe was the original album. Really good stuff. So yeah, but like as far as as far as black metal goes, thirteen forty nine phenomenal band satiricon phenomenal band oh yeah um, fucking so. i think i've i think i might have seen actually i'm almost positive i did see satiricon at this it was a very strange lineup i think that they opened for chimera Ooh, okay that's weird and then there was this hardcore Ooh. band called terror that played in the middle that's how how long ago was that that was, was that like recent no 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 that was chimera is not even around anymore uh I want to say that was 2000 and it was not too long after Nick was born. So it was either 2008 or 2009. Okay. 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 Wow. That's if I remember, if I'm, I'm if I'm thinking of the band Chimera that that's in my mind, that's an interesting mix. Yeah. So, 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 so Satyricon 1349. And then, you know, Dimu, Dimu is its own, it, again, symphonic black metal versus like black metal. There is, the genre that most mostly like associates to what I am is it's only a few, but one of the big ones is Leviathan. And okay. that is my heaviest influence. Uh, always, always. It always has been because it's a it's a one man band. He don't give a fuck. He is a tattoo artist. He is a fucking he's an animal. But Leviathan is on the record, just the best black metal out there. Completely and totally. So Leviathan, everybody go listen to that. It's his work. It's it's so sick. It's so good. And it's like, it sounds like, okay, so like the way that I do my stuff is I record everything live and then make it sound as shitty as possible <laughs> and then put it together, make it sound even worse. And then I kind of put vocals over it. <laughs> okay. So, so that's how I do it. And he does it through through using all plugged in instruments, but it doesn't sound that way. So there's a term in black metal called like a necro sound, like, a you know, a dead sound. Just it ha- needs to sound dead. It, okay. You need to be able to emotionally feel it. And if you listen to black metal that makes you feel uplifted from it or like Christian black metal, if you if you listen to that stuff and it gives you a better emotion than being annoyed and why am I listening to it? Like, you know, why am I listening to it? Then that's that's not what you want. Leviathan is the ultimate like it's it just it's so fucking good dude like it, it that is that is the genre that i lie in and that i will always lie in that genre because you know collaboration wise uh you know of seth that is totally something different that's just because of chris's scandinavian heritage and so on and so forth and we wanted to do something that was completely and totally different than what i normally do and mm-hmm. you know turns out when i do it you know still can you know it's still there still there there's there's no clean singing so oh man like yeah so leviathan leviathan is basically like raw black metal and that's really where like you get those guys that say oh well cradle of filth is in black metal oh well then what's black metal oh it's going to be these seven bands or these three bands or these two bands and it's cool to think that way but 
the guys that create this stuff, we're not thinking that way. We're just like, what sounds cool? Okay, so we're going to do... Actually, strangely enough, and there's a huge, huge, huge curve when I say strangely enough that goes directly into EBM, that goes directly into industrial music. Okay. Because when you listen to black metal, you get a wall of sound, right? So, like, it goes from a lead into like a bridge into the song. And it's the same thing as like listening to Suicide Commando. It's the same thing as listening to Cyclone 9. It's the, it's the same exact shit. You lead a person into this insane noise, right? And when you have six people working on a project, that vision is six different ways. Right. It always comes out good. But when you have one person working on it, that means that that one person absolutely 100% is just a lone wolf. And he's going in hot. Half the time has no fucking clue what he's doing at all whatsoever. Goes in hot and could come out with something cool. In the black metal genre, as, as it is, our guitars are typically overly distorted to the point of nightmare status. The drums are going to be very repetitive. And the vocals are going to speak to you and they're going to speak to you. Typically, when you're wearing headphones, they're going to speak to you. When you listen to it just abroad, like if you're just like pop it on in a car, it's just going to blast you. It's going to be like blast beats all over the place, fucking tremolo rhythm. Everything's at like 180, 190 BPM. Like just what the fuck is going on? I challenge every single listener to listen to something like Gorgoroth with the headphones on turn it down so that you can hear the vocals. Those vocals are so interesting because it's poetry. It is the complete and total, I guess the package, like it's, it is that emotional vibe. And you could say that in most, you know, Oh yeah. You know, like ginger fucking Pisces phenomenal song. I love that fucking band, but she's just talking about herself. She's talking about her own struggles. That's what makes that so good. So, and by the way, talk about that real quick. Storm, She's like talking about like, you know, I want to learn how to growl. I want to learn how to growl. Fucking starts listening to Ginger. Uh, We're in the car driving to the mall a couple of months ago. And she just turns on Pisces and sings the fuck out of it and and growls. And she's like, oh, I've been practicing it. And she's doing like the real growl, like the growl that comes from your chest. And I was like, yo, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so like it, black metal is meant to make you feel an emotion. And when you have too many people a part of it, it can become very volatile because it is volatile. You're creating music that is volatile. And why would you listen to that? Why would you, why do you want to listen to it? Obviously you don't listen to a lot of it. Like, so it, it is a flavor created by people like me. It's, it's a flavor of the ice cream that's melted over in the corner like the dude with the fucking metal horns that kind of likes the music. It's, it's that kind of thing. And it's interesting because I don't know. I actually, I don't know why it's interesting. I don't know why it's interesting to me. I just know that it makes me feel something and that's why I create it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm getting, I, 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 I think that this is partially lent to the fact that everything on Wikipedia is just added by anybody that wants to. I'm looking, like I said, I was looking at the article about black metal and then I I pulled up now the articles of the lists of black metal bands. And there's some bands on here that I don't think fit. Yeah. Like, like according to Wikipedia, 
Sepultura is a black metal band. Now I'm not familiar with the stuff they put out in the eighties, but Sepultura is never black metal. and no, then cre- black metal. Creator I've always thought of as more of a thrash band. They're thrash for sure. And um, then there's okay. this other band that was signed to Roadrunner from uh from this Norwegian band called Kveller Tech. And I've always thought that they were just more they I they didn't ever strike me as much of a uh, like with the name and everything, I uh, you know thought that maybe that would be where they'd landed but they were more of a rock band to me than a fucking black metal band yeah that's that's interesting like so basically the criteria of black metal is singing about your pagan roots essentially so like you could have a roman black metal band as long as they're singing about whatever the fuck you know roman shit's about you could have a scandinavian band singing about you know the defilement of churches and so on and so forth because, you know, the churches took over them. You yeah. could have a black metal band. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. It, black metal, black metal is a really bad term, but it is the term that is, everybody knows what that is. It's really just pagan metal. That's what okay. it is. So and that would explain, uh, that would explain why I'm seeing some other bands on here that I would classify more as folk metal than black metal. Yes. Like yes. Uh, this band that I really well, like. Oh, Skyforger is showing up on this list and they're they've always struck me as more of a more of a folk metal band than anything else. Well, it's like it's okay, so like to me, when you when you think about like, okay, so what is black metal? It is essentially a group of people or a person making music about their heritage, which is why it gets labeled as white supremacy all the fucking time, because the the popular stuff is only from Norway. It's only from, you know, that shit that just the media posted. And in, in that in and of itself is a travesty. There's so many other bands that are so great, but like Leviathan, essentially. So like you get this like hard railroad saying like, well, this is this is what black metal is supposed to be. It's got to be like Satan and da da da. Bro, listen to the lyrics. It's not mm. about Satan. It's about it's about heritage. I mean, it's unless about, you're listening, unless you're listening to Behemoth. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> one of my uh, as as we as a lot of us know, and I'm sure people know who have listened or will listen. Uh, I was a special effects makeup artist for years. I'm reopening the company just because I want to I want to do it again. One of my friends, she was the makeup artist for Behemoth. Oh, nice. And bro, she said that I, I don't remember off the top of my head the lead singer's name. He is like the sweetest human being. Yeah. <laughs> he like he would like she would say like he would like she would be working on him. It takes them like I guess it's like an hour each makeup, so on and so forth, because they have to get like dusted up and all the all the shit that they do. Armored yeah. up, dusted up, all that stuff with their makeup, so on and so forth. And he would like if it was like an early show, so on and so forth, he would walk in and give her a cup of coffee and like talk to her because she's she's Polish. Just just awesome. That's like um the same thing about like <laughs> what's what's the Mongolian throat singing band that it's like dun 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 the one, dun, the, one the, dun, the one that's out right now. Yeah yeah yeah. It's the they're they're called the Who, but it's spelled H U. <laughs> Not not the not the Who from the seventies. Awesome. Anyways, that band was also accused of being like white supremacists and so on and so forth. And it's like, bro, they're Mongolian. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I really think those guys. What I thought was weird with that band is that two, two things about that band. There was there was a band that came before them that no one seems to acknowledge that did the exact same thing. They were called. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were called Tenger Cavalry. They did the exact same thing. They were based out of New York City. And around the, oh, nice. what's funny is, is that around the time that The Who came out, not, not related at all, but around the time that The Who started to come out, like right before they came out, the singer from Tenger Cavalry killed himself. So they're not abandoning. Oh, they're not. And so, and so then the who came around and it's like, all right, cool. It's getting some recognition, but like, can somebody please fucking acknowledge that they, they're not like the pioneers of this shit. It came before them. Yeah. Number one, number two, I noticed that I guess to appeal more to the rock radio audience, because they put out a whole album of just, you know, just their music, the way they did it, the Mongolian throat, singing and all that Hell yeah, which but is then, incredible but then what the label did i assume with their blessing but what the label did was the label <laughs> made remixes and they got the two songs that they've been they've been pumping on the radio like fucking crazy and one of them has guest vocals from the singer from papa roach and the other one is get, <laughs> i saw has, that i know exactly what you're talking about yep and then yep. the other song has guest vocals from the singer from a from a similar band called from ashes to new and okay. and you know it's I don't I don't dislike those songs. I think that certainly adds something to it, but it certainly was I feel like it was really a marketing ploy done pure. to appeal to the, yeah. you know to get them more fucking market share. And 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 again it goes it goes back to it goes back to like the root of the music. It goes back to like they're they come from a heritage that is so fucking gnarly, that like Mongolian heritage, that hardcore fucking Attila the Hun style shit. And then it gets polluted by corporation. It gets right. polluted by fucking I, God, forgive me for not remembering Papa Roach's lead singer's name. Jacoby Shaddix. That's what it is, Jacoby. So fucking Kobe over here comes in is like, oh, man, I really like your shit. Oh, let's do this thing. It's going to be huge. Meanwhile, they've already had a huge following. Yeah. And these, the, you know, it, and it just it totally. And that music video is is really cool. It is. It's a great video. The the song's fantastic with him in it. But it was already fucking awesome. You right. know what I mean? Like It was already fucking cool. So. It, it it like you said it adds something to it but does it it just adds a person we know when yeah. the band was already doing cool shit to begin with and uh as far as the second song that you talked about that with a, that other singer it was the, i don't know that band yeah they're they're i saw them i've seen them a couple times they're good you know if you're if you're into like the new metal sound they're good but like it's weird to put that on top of Mongolian throat singing. I mean, and the song yeah, that they put that guy dude. on, uh, Uve Uve U, I really dig that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yep. That song's gnarly as shit. What's funny is they, they performed live in the studio at Sirius XM on this one uh, show that I listened to, the Jason Ellis show. And Ellis yeah. hates any of the Papa Roach type shit. And so and, and <laughs> I don't think that he knows... I don't think that he knows that they have those like other versions out there, but he really dug like them just by themselves doing the live performance on his show it was funny. Cause those guys don't even speak English. Like they had to have a translator to do an interview with Jason Ellis. Cause they don't speak English. That's so fucking cool. And it was like, like that, one of the, so cool. it was like one of the guys in the band's brother. Who's also their manager type of a thing. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like that. They're just those guys, the who, if you will, <laughs> the who, <laughs> Those guys, those guys are just backcountry. Don't give a fuck. Something went viral. They ended up making really cool stuff, and they're just getting like beaten around in the huge chain that is the music industry. 
which right. the music industry itself, it's like pit vipers. You know what I mean? The Napster thing, never been a part of, never been a part of. However, the whole music community suffered greatly when Spotify came to be. I know that for a fact. I also do know that as far as it goes, how the fuck does an independent artist get to Spotify? You have to be signed unless I'm wrong. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't even know, man. I don't use it. Like I, I still buy CDs whenever I can. I do as you know, well. I, it's well. got, I, I kind of get annoyed when now like some bands because there's this push towards the digital, like some stuff will only be available as a download. It's like, well, fuck. All right. If it's only well, a download, it sound as good. Um, like if it's only it's a just, download, I guess I'll buy the download, but I'd rather buy the CD. Dude. Like, okay. So the thing that I hate the most is when you listen to it through speakers, there's like 17 billion things that need to be addressed to make it sound correct over the speakers that are going you know, that you're playing it through right. on your computer. Then you play it in a car and it sounds fantastic. Right. You play it on right. headphones. It sounds fantastic. Then you burn it to a CD. You pop it into a freaking cassette, the CD player, fucking headphones on. It sounds even better. You put it onto a cassette. It sounds incredible. Vinyl, don't know. Never been there. But vinyl, I know from listening to like Iron Maiden's old stuff, so on and so forth on vinyl, fucking phenomenal. So like there is... It is just, it's the same with film. It's the, it's the reason why everyone's like, oh, that, that effect looks so fake in horror. I know I can say that. I've been doing that for ages. I've been a special effects artist. I have IMDb credits on that shit. On IMDb, I'm called the modern day Tom Savini, just so everybody knows. I fucking hate what the modern thing has become. Crystal clear video, crystal clear audio. That's not how this is supposed to work, guys. You know what I mean? So to, to literally, like I said, it was going to be a long story, but like to answer your question, the music industry, where it's going right now, especially because of the coronavirus and so on and so forth. I think that every single artist who will listen to this will understand what I'm about to say is this shit is a very eye-opening experience for all of us. And fuck me, man, like it's not going to be the same because of just what the fuck is social distancing going to do for the next who knows how long? Yes, shit can reopen, so on and so forth. But there's not going to be any concerts. There's no fucking way. You know, I've been to pit. You've been to pit. Yeah. We know. We've been to fucking gnarly concerts. Avenged Sevenfold, Slipknot, Children of Bodom. Like we're talking huge venues. Huge. Yeah. We're all fucked. That's that's all fucked. It's gone for a long time. And that's like the movie theaters. They started putting out their movies on essentially, you know, pay like Amazon Prime. If you guys have Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was actually just Amazon on Prime Amazon and, and Voodoo last night and seeing some of the stuff that uh, mm-hmm. was supposed to be in theaters or had a short run. Or now are now like whatever they call whatever they call it. It's like, you know, buy theater or whatever the hell they call it. But it's like, okay, so I can rent this for 20 something bucks for 12 hours or whatever. It's like, okay, that's cool. But then you got to think about the music industry. It's like, okay, I can watch a movie for 20 bucks, but I can't see a show. Yeah. And when are we going to see a show? Yeah, I was saying when I when I talked to when I talked to Spencer last time, we were talking a bit about how some of these a lot of these uh, a lot of bands are doing either going to a venue and playing to no one and putting it online or playing from home. It's something that that's that's coming out of sort of out of necessity from this coronavirus thing. 
I've also seen not just in music, there's there's these pages popping up. Uh, I forget what one of them was called, but it's essentially a digital comedy club where they they're streaming oh. shows through like comedy shows through a Facebook page. There's another one that's, that's called cool. that's called Digital Ren Fair, and they have they get all these different. I know, Ren I saw, acts. I know, I, I I liked it immediately, and yeah, dude, that shit, that is the coolest thing as a renter guy yeah. and <laughs> so and so like it's happening but another thing that i mentioned to spencer that i'd like to see happen more that's not going to happen now because like i said nobody's doing anything but there was a thing before that was not so widespread that i'd like to see become more widespread which is bands that make their concerts available somehow online be it like the example that i gave it uh, in that in that show was that i had seen the band alter bridge and they were doing a thing where you yep. could pay you know, you pay for the ticket to get to the show, but then you could also pay what was essentially the the same cost as a ticket, thirty bucks something. And then when the show was over, you would go to the merch booth and show them your fucking receipt or whatever, and they'd give you a USB stick with MP3 files of of the show. You know, okay. And, and that was something that 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 disturbed had had done on one of their tours. It's something that Metallica, it seems does all the time like if you go on i don't remember what the exact url is but metallica has a website where you can just download audio of shows and they've been recording shows since the fucking 80s and so you can find almost any metallica show that has ever been and buy the oh, mp3s shit. of the fucking performance and i'd like to see that happen more every every time someone says metallica to me all i see is lars ulrich dropping drumsticks and like just Oh man! <laughs> think of those videos. You know, you mentioned Napster, and you know, there were so many people that were oh, yeah. that were that yeah. were against <laughs> Lars being against Napster, and there was those those, those flash videos of like Lars and James oh. at Napster bad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude. I don't even I, I don't want to shit talk on Lars because he's actually a great person. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. just you can't unsay what you say. You know what I mean? You can't undo what you've done. And like one of my favorite Lars things is there is a huge compilation on YouTube of how many times he's failed Metallica songs. He's been playing for like fucking ever. <laughs> and like coming from, you know, I play extremely fast music coming from knowing how the pedals need to be set to just do a double bass rhythm. Yeah. And like, it's like, dun, 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 dun. Like the one is what I'm talking about. And he's like trying to keep up with the just the simple fucking and he can't do it. It's like, bro, it's not easy. It's literally a triplet. Come on. Fails miserably. You ever see I I bring this up just because I always find it really amusing. Is that somebody went and they went into all of the Metallica albums and it was around the time it was it was before their most recent album came out, but you remember they did that album with Lou Reed, which was highly critically panned. It was not a good album. But it was around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. And so somebody so somebody went into all of the Metallica albums and that Lou Reed album that they <laughs> that they did with him and they got they 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 made a, a a thing on SoundCloud. It was every James Hetfield. Yeah. And yep. they put them all together into this like long ass fucking thing. <laughs> that, okay, so actually, let me let me really segue back to vocals. So there is it's it's called vocal phrasing, right? So like when you say like let me sing it let me just I don't know how it's gonna sound over this but like it's like hey Miss Murder can I hey Miss Murder can I 
Make beauty stay here for save my life. Oh. Do you see what I'm doing at the end of that? Yeah. That's a vocal phrase. So basically, oh, like I'm doing that sounded terrible, but like that, that right there is a vocal phrase. So yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't even do Metallica. <laughs> I love, love them to death. But like it is so blaringly apparent when people vocal phrase when they get more popular, it's like kind of their trick. It's kind yeah. of their thing. And <laughs> there was a Metallica concert I was watching. Oh man, it was like a couple of couple of months ago. I was just watching like some random one from fucking who knows when. And all I remember is him like, like he's going in hard and every fucking end of a sentence was yeah, yeah. Like in <laughs> like but not but, but it's a vocal phrase. So it's like it's like yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you fucking doing, dude? Like, it's so bad. And and like, it, and it sucks because like we joke about Metallica like that, but like so many bands fall into that. Uh, like I was just talking, like I just sang. Um, if for those who don't know, it's I'm talking about Miss Murder, AFI, Davey Havoc, phenomenal human being. Anyways, but AFI, Davey, now, dude. It's cringeworthy. Go watch it. it. No, it is. It is. It's cringeworthy because he damaged his uh, he damaged his vocal cords. Uh, I believe in the Miss Murder tour, which was a phenomenal tour. I definitely fucking saw like four shows with them. Phenomenal, phenomenal shit. He damaged his vocal cords. He had vocal surgery, uh, vocal cord surgery, and his voice rapidly changed. And it. It was never apparent originally, but after Miss Murder, like December Underground is where Miss Murder was from. Um, after December Underground, they took like a long break and then the music drastically changed. And if you, if anyone out there loves AFI that's listening, you cannot tell me, and please PM me if you think otherwise, because I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially if you're a vocalist. You cannot tell me that Davey Havoc from the December Underground album to Crash or Cra Crush Love or whatever the hell the name of the next album was does not sound drastically different because he does. It It's like his vocals just degraded and they started using mic effects, so on and so forth, and vocal phrasings to then make it sound like it used to, but it doesn't sound like it used to. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I feel like a band like Ghost, you know, Tobias, he uses effects, but it's just Tobias. You know what I mean? Like, it's just him. And he's not trying to sing crazy shit. He's not trying to be over the top. He's not trying to push his vocals. He could sing that music until the end of time you know it's not like it's not like skid row it's not like motley Crue. it's not like any of that like he's not pushing himself he created something awesome out of something but going back to the vocal phrasing stuff like that you have two polar opposites you have somebody like davy havoc or somebody like james henfield somebody like that versus tobias forge versus you know um Araya from slayer like people like that that don't push themselves that you know keep a constant steady thing that don't utilize a phrase you know, to push the vocals over. That's my, that's my thought on those vocals. When I was in high school, around the time that AFI broke, you know, and, and fucking like got popular in the mainstream yeah. was around when Miss Murder and all that came out. And yeah. I remember I, a guy that I knew, he said to me, oh, and this still to this day does not make any fucking sense to me. He's like, oh, Jay, you, you, he's like, you like Marilyn Manson, right? So you'll dig AFI. 
I was like, what? like listening to AFI, that, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Completely different genres. Nice. <laughs> I will say, if we want to go into the topic of AFI, which fucking love AFI, my experience from AFI started with my literally my best friend, and he was like, "Hey, you want to go to Warp Tour?" We were like. And like, I, I think I was like 15. He's a couple years older than me. I think he was like 17. Like, hey, you want to go to Warp Tour? And I saw them in the very fucking known Black Sails and the Sunset Tour. Warp Tour. Fucking Davy in purple fishnet arms, the whole nine tattoos, makeup, hair slicked back. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> like, who is this guy? And then I remember got definitely got their CD, so on and so forth. The, the line for them was fucking massive. I had no idea who these guys were. And years later, didn't give a shit. I, I, I have like, I still have that, that CD. I still, I do legit from Warp Tour. Like I have Black Sails in the Sunset, like from that era. And I remember getting uh, my girlfriend at the time getting, what the fuck is the name of that album? Sing the Star, thank you. So I remember my girlfriend at the time, hot as fuck. I think I was like 18 around that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that depends. It, whatever whatever the year date was when that album came out is when she got it. So, okay, so Sing the Star came you, out in 03. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. She uh, she puts on uh, this album. And I didn't. I did not look at the album. She just was like, "Hey, I got I got some cool stuff," and I was listening to it in the car. Yada yada yada. yada. So she pops it on, and we're you know we're doing our thing, if you will. And at the end of all of it, I like walk over and pick up the the album, and I see AFI, and I was like, "What?" It sounded nothing like. what a jump you know (laughs) what a jump (laughs) what happened it was gnarly it was obviously fucking awesome as fuck so like uh, and but that's when the vocal phrasing started like that that the davy havoc we know that's when that started however metallica on the other hand I'm pretty sure that shit's been in there the entire time. Right, I'm right, pretty right. sure. You know, because wh- how old was he when he started Metallica? Is he like 16? Something like that. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like a little, little tiny, scrawny, fucking gnarly guitarist doing his thing, like singing, trying to sing while he's playing incredibly technical stuff. It, oh, man, dude. Like there, there are so many. There, There's a, a massive amount of Metallica songs that they're guitar like cording is so technical it's like yeah what so the it looks fuck? like it looks like Hetfield, you... Hetfield was born in 63 and Metallica was started in fucking 81 so he was 18 still a young kid just fucking going hard <laughs> <laughs> And he's and he's playing crazy shit like Seek so Destroy. Oh, imagine that, dude. Imagine that. Like you have to be in front of all these people playing extremely technical riffs and singing. Well, you're gonna rely on something which is you know phrasing essentially. It's the it's the way that works. I guess I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah. And then we. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I could you can fucking throw me a bone and I talk for nine hours. It is I'm sorry that I keep fucking going off on tangents. Anybody that has ever met my my grandfather or my dad knows that we can just fucking talk forever. And that's that's the greatest gift is the gift of gab. 
What's you know, funny is, talk, is Casey, talk, 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 Casey talk. is saying that Nick got it for me. Nick actually, for, for anybody that is unaware, Jay, yourself included, after I started this show, Nick said to me, he's like, I want to have a podcast and I want to interview all these musicians. <laughs> I was like, well, at, at the time I was like, well, you're nine. So how about we, we like just do interviews with family members as practice first and then maybe one day you'll interview me. But so he, we only have done three episodes, but Nick has his own podcast called the metal Nick podcast, which has its oh, own page, yeah. has its own page on Facebook. He did the first episode. He interviewed me the second inter- episode. He interviewed Casey and then after like a, a year or more of not doing anything, he did a third episode where he interviewed his little brother. Hell yeah. That blows my mind. How, how old is he? Uh, Nick <laughs> is, in June, Nick will be 12. Oh, God, I'm old. And, oh, and Alan, Alan, the younger one, just turned nine in February. Oh, my God. Ugh. All <laughs> right. I'll let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you have met my younger brother or not, but my younger brother, who is my youngest sibling, is fucking 31 now. So it's like, Jesus, oh, really? Geez. I believe I believe I have. Was he a Ren Fair guy? Or not was he really. a Craig Party guy? He well, I, once he I was once like he was I, old feel... like once he was old enough, like once he was like old enough, he started going to Craig's. Like it what's funny is that because once you have kids and, and, and I love my kids, but at the same time, I don't, I really don't recommend having children. Once I had kids, everybody assumed that I was too busy being a dad to do anything. And so like my brother yeah. has become better friends with most of my friends than I am because he can hang out whenever he wants to. And everybody just assumes I'm busy all the time. Like, like him and Craig, him and Craig are probably, and, and Craig and I are still great friends, but my brother and Craig are probably better friends than Craig and I are at this point. Just because they spend so much time together. Dude, I I called Craig after not talking to Craig for like forever. You know, and it's so crazy too. Like we were, he, him and Nicole were at the gallery of Crystal Run. Uh, it was like a year ago. And she recognized me. And she's like, oh my God, Jay. And like hugged me and everything. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh my God. And then Craig's like, Jay? He's like, the weirdest experience. And he's like, how the fuck are you, man? Like, we're, we're talking and everything. It's like, oh, we got to connect. And then, of course, my recluse self is like, I'm not going to connect to anybody. You know? This <laughs> is stupid. And, um, you know, meeting you at quick check, I was like, I need to, I need to reconnect. I need to kind of not do that, that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need to, I need to actually be a part of my, a friend group that is, I mean, I'm to do years of hanging out and then just disappearing. Yeah. That's, my mo <laughs> what's so funny is i remember when we were living when casey and i and nick because alan wasn't born yet when we were living in greenwood lake we went to the galleria in middletown one time and ran into you there yes i feel like that's where you I'm reconnect dude, I'm with always, people I'm, always, I'm 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 always there i'm always so i was there. there i was there and i still remember the reason we were there we were there because i had gone uh me and horror show jack and another friend of mine kevin Er, who's been a friend of mine since high school and we were college roommates the three of us went to roadrunner records had an anniversary show uh in new york city and we went to that show and it was i don't know if you were familiar with the album roadrunner united but for the labels i believe it was 20th anniversary they put 
put out this album okay. called Roadrunner United, where they got all these people from the history of the label to work on songs together, and they had four team I, captains. I, yeah, I actually think I, I, I think I do actually know what you're talking about. And so what they did was they did that album, and then as part of the celebration, they 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 did that concert and they filmed it, and everybody that was there saw the cameras. They're like, we 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 know you filmed the show. Like, when is it coming out? And they're like, oh no no, we just filmed it for our fucking archives or whatever. Like you had to be there. Nothing's coming out. And then years later, they finally put out a fucking DVD of the show. And so I went to the mall to FYE to pick that up. And that was why we were in the mall that day. And we ran into you. I do remember that. I have a lot of fun memories of FYE. I think the fondest one is running into you. Cause I actually completely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, the Galleria holds a huge special place in my heart. Like it, it. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, like fast forward back in time. That would be a rewind. I, the rewind, <laughs> man. <laughs> rewind sound. My first job was at Zoomies, and I was. 16 i had to get working papers whenever the fuck that was so i had to get working papers to work at zoomies and i at the time was still playing football and all that crazy stuff and <laughs> this sounds like so, another lifetime none of this sounds like playing football working in like yeah, a man. skater store <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude i was sponsored by circa footwear man that's why i have rods in my ankle come on let's oh, go okay. <laughs> yeah, you're getting some deep cuts so I have a half-brother. His name is Lewis. He's phenomenal. He's a gothic model. My half-brother's fucking gnarly as shit. And he's like, hey, man, you should probably, like, you know, get a fucking real job. Because I was working construction at the time, and it was on and off. And he's like, oh, you get a fucking real job. So what do I do? I go to Hot Topic. <laughs> of course. And I had no absolute clue how to be a normal human being at all. That's so I go there and I need that for hot topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. So, <laughs> so I go in, I go in, I meet the manager, the store manager of this place, Colin Ward. There it is. So Colin, it, he's like, he could see that I have absolutely no fucking understanding of retail at all. Mind you, um, when I was hired at zoomies, I had no clue what the fuck any of that was. They just <laughs> had me back for skateboards. <laughs> So going to Hot Topic, I had no fucking clue how to be a normal human being because I, I, I still to this day have no clue how to be a normal human being. So I get in there and I'm talking about he because he's like, all right, so, you know, why do you want the job? And I'm like, I don't really want the job. I just want to make money because I got to go to clubs and I got to, you know, hang out and I got to have a good time. He's like, what clubs? And I was like, oh, you know, QXTs, Albion. He's like the Batcave. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to that. That's been closed forever. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be on back. I was like, oh, yeah. And he, he's like, oh, so what kind of music do you listen to? And I was like, ah, I like Saquon 9. I like a lot of black metal. I like a lot of like Suicide Commando, Skinny Puppy, all that, all that crazy ass all that crazy ass shit. He's like, okay, nobody on my sales team knows that. I was like, okay, cool. I ended up becoming right under him. So I was the full-time manager and he was the store manager. It, it only took me like a couple of months and I started building, I guess what they call like, you know, like sales reports and so on. And so we built, start building it up, building it up. Everybody fucking loved me, loved it. And uh, that, that is my fondest memory of the beautiful thing that is the Crystal Run Galleria. 100%. It was the hot topic experience was incredible. And I was going to, okay. So like at that time you definitely knew me and it's so cool too. Like 
Renfair just breeds awesome shit and so many memories that are incredible. You know what I mean? Like it, like you, we would like, where would our lives be without Renfair? You wouldn't know me. I wouldn't know you. You know what I mean? Like it breeds so much cool shit that like, if we had, if, if the world was as it is today, back then, none of us would have been the same way we are. And none of us would have been friends. So are you, because I haven't seen you there in a while. Are you going to make a return to the Ren Fair at some point, or are you kind of past that? Or? This, I will say this officially, because uh, you know I bodybuild. Uh, do you know? You know, because you, you know, you're friends with me on Facebook, so you've seen like my Batman stuff, my like. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's funny yeah. you messaged me on Facebook yesterday or today, yeah. re- within the last few days, and your your Facebook picture is you in a Batman costume. Oh, you mean the bat suit? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the bat suit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what I am. My veins ripple as I pump iron, as they say. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I will be back. It might be either Conan or it might be Goblin Slayer. Okay. That's that's where I'm at. So do you know who Goblin Slayer is? No. Very controversial anime, but okay. the lead character is fucking awesome, dude. Fucking awesome. And um, I kind of want to do a real representation of what Goblin Slayer looks like or Conan. I, I, I was thinking about doing... Um, coming back and just like being in like uh the conan that has like the lion pelt on you know i was gonna say what would be hard about doing conan at at new york ren fair is that new york ren fair doesn't let anybody i mean at all uh go without a shirt like there was a guy that i had yeah there was a guy that i had met uh i was dating a girl who was real big into the sca for a few months Mm -hmm. and and so there was this dude that i had met at sca events who was like known for not wearing a fucking shirt. And then he came to New York Ren Fair and he had to have a shirt on. I was like, it's so weird to see you with a shirt on. This is, this is hurting yeah. my head. You know, it, it, uh, that's interesting. I actually didn't know that. So Conan is definitely out of that. Like out. Can't do Conan. Well, I guess it's Goblin Slayer. Cause that's full armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. They have not, as of this recording, they have not announced whether or not New York Ren Fair is happening this year. They seem by their social media posts to infer that it still is, but I do know that a bunch of other fairs earlier in the year have been canceled, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I will be fucking heartbroken if there is no New York Ren Fair this year, because as I have said to many a person, New York Ren Fair is my happy place. That's why I go every year. I am like the happiest when I'm there. And so if it's if yeah, there's no Ren Fair, I'm going to be bummed the fuck out. That would be bizarre. That's a world I don't want to live in. You, you know, know what's what I funny? Mean? Like, you know what's funny is that like ah, it's weird. Er, earlier this year, before the shit went, I feel. You know what's funny is I feel all the way that we talk about the world right now. I feel like I'm living in the fucking Walking Dead without zombies. Like before the yeah, event, before yeah, the before yeah. time, blah blah blah. But like we had all talked about, like like uh, you and I have discussed. You know, we have Craig and 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 I and our friend group are are a pirate ship at the Ren Fair and the Privateers Guild, and we had talked about doing. Obviously, not only New York Ren Fair, but we had talked about in 2020 having the Emerald Ghost invade uh, the Maryland Fair and the Pennsylvania Fair. Okay. And now we don't even know if there's going to fucking be fairs. Like, it's it, so weird. That, oh, it's so. Oh, my God. Oh, that 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 to me is such a bizarre culture shock. Like, I don't I I. I don't know how to handle that. I agree with you, man. And I feel like this is a good place to to stop until next time. 
So uh, you said that your your music isn't online anywhere, but where could people find you on social media and such? Oh, of course. Uh, so Epic Level Craft is my crafting page on Instagram. Then music, you got to either meet me in person or find somebody who has it. That band is called Cryptic. And lastly, I am Jay Emery Special Makeup Effects. Uh, you can find me on hashtag Jay Emery. Okay. I think that this is your, there's an epic level craft page on Facebook also. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Let's say epic. I'm fairly certain, fairly certain this is you because we, there, there are 16 of my friends that like this page. So I assume it's yours. <laughs> you should probably like that page. <laughs> However, on Instagram, and they're all red fair people, and one of them is you. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, my uh, my my Instagram page is a thousand plus strong of just crafters. The way that that works is basically like I only refollow crafters. So, seven hundred whatever follows that I have to my thousand plus people that are you know into the page they're all crafters so everybody so i just looked up your instagram to like it and apparently i already do yeah there you go epic level craft and that's uh that's what i do and of course everybody can follow jay bunny's music hub on facebook twitter instagram patreon youtube just look up jay bunny's music hub and of course, if you believe in buying music like I do, you can follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter at Industry Embers and tweet or post your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Like I said at the top of the show, uh, the next episode will be another episode with Jay where we exclusively talk black metal. And to, I, I guess, prepare you for that, I'm going to leave you today with a song by Jay's black metal project Cryptic from the album Voice of Reason. This is the song No Life. Until next time, guys. Uh-huh.